What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Comic Book Layer Podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Ray. And we've got a good one for you today. We're going to be diving into Sarah by Garth Ennis, Steve Epting, and Elizabeth Breitweiser. Uh, Can't wait to dive into that, man. You nailed those names, buddy. Dude, I'm not going to lie to you. I I, practiced them for a week. Did you? That's (laughs) And honestly, they're... They're not that difficult, right? Like, we got lucky on this one. Like, Brightwise is pretty cool. Epting. I mean, they're all pretty straightforward. Though, my luck, it's going to be Epting or something crazy. Yeah. Still, I would have been nervous, but you handle that well. Thanks, brother. Well, how are you, man? How you been, dude? Dude, challenging week, man. But um, I had some cool stuff happen to me this week. I didn't get a ton of reading in, which was a bummer. But, um, yeah, overall, it was pretty good. How was How was your week? I'm good, dude. And I don't want to turn this into a, I'm going to complain about the weather and stuff like that show, but I'm just going to really quick let you know, I'm completely over this heat, dude. It was was a little toasty for me as well this week. So I, I hear you. I mean, it's always too hot to where man. I'm at. It's too hot, man. Yeah, dude, I had a good week, dude. I, I got some good reading in and uh, I got some watching in and I just downloaded the Sandman Audible so the, oh, the very uh, nice. audiobook and yeah uh, that'll give you something to listen to on the way to work yeah diving into that and uh yeah man well what's the you said you had some good stuff happen to you this week dude i had some hilarious stuff happen so <clears throat> football's about to start back up right and um, i enjoy sports you know it's fun to watch uh, i mean i'm not a huge like super fan or anything but i like watching sports right and so I was at work the other day and someone's like, Hey, do you want to do a fantasy football league? And I was like, yeah. And it's someone I don't even know that well. I was like, sure, I'm in. And he's like, all right, tomorrow, 1130, we're doing like a live draft. We got like a blocked in this one room. There's pizza and all this stuff. And I was like, dude, I was like, sweet. So I go there a little early just to see what kind of get, you know, get a feel for it. And there is so many people that signed up for this. They got separated into three 12 team leagues. Dude. 36 That's impressive people. for a work league. Dude, and so not everybody showed up for the live draft, but there was like 20-some people. It was pretty packed in there, right? And most of the people I don't really know that well. Like, I just know them as co-workers, but I don't really have, like, any other relationship with them other than they're, like, I see them around work. Right. So I go back to my office, and um, we have a bunch of props and stuff that we have in our resources. And so one of them was a football helmet and, like, this gigantic blow-up trophy. And I was like, man, I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make an entrance. If I'm doing this, I'm doing it big. So I put on the <laughs> helmet, <laughs> and I literally got there like three minutes before the draft started. Um, and I, I grabbed this big blow up trophy, and I walk in, dude. And as I walk in, I'm the last one walking in. Everybody hears me walking in, and I just raise the trophy up, and I'm like, the champ is here. <laughs> And everybody started busting up. I walk in, and uh, it was hilarious. And I actually had a pretty good draft, I think. I had the number one pick. Well, you better have, because now you got a lot to live up to. I know. <laughs> like, I walk in, and like there's a couple people like, man, that was an entrance. And I was like, dude, I know. I better learn. I better, <laughs> you know, hope I do decent, at least. <laughs> you know, I'm you come in last place, myself. and everyone's like, that's the dude who came yeah. in yelling, I'm the champion. <laughs> So it could backfire, but um, I thought I had a good draft. And like, you know, after you're done, like you get a rating of your draft usually, you know. Yeah, yeah. I got rated the best draft in, in my my uh, league. So I was pretty Man, stoked. those things are always so iffy, though, because literally you could because you have like two guys that are just the top of the list. And one of those dudes gets injured and all of a sudden you've just dropped like three levels. 
Dude, in my experience, I mean, I haven't played fantasy football in like, I don't know, four or five years, but when I used to play it, um, the team, like if you lose like the first couple weeks, you usually get like really good waiver wire pickups and then your team ends up doing like really, really well. So I don't know. We'll see. I I think I did good though. Dude, my problem with fantasy football is with, as with anything, I start playing it, dude. I can't think about anything else. Like I'm on the feeds. I'm like listening to fantasy football podcasts and I'm like making moves all the time. I know you, I get way too invested in stuff and I'm like... (laughs) So this year I had to just tell people, I'm like, look, I'm not playing it this year. Like for my own sanity, I can't because it's just. One thing I hate about fantasy sports and like football and baseball and all that is like it makes you root against your team. I know. I like know. there's sometimes like you'll have a guy playing your team and I'm like, dude, I hope my team sucks today so <laughs> this guy can dominate and I can get some points. And it's just yeah. like, dude, there goes your whole like, you know, like there. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah. And then I get so obsessed all of a sudden I'm st- I start playing on like FanDuel and I'm losing money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start calling you Miles from public domain, bro. I know, dude. I have to be <clears throat> careful, dude. <clears throat> and then, oh, dude, another thing. I'm nervous on this one. So um, I think in the middle of October, we're doing like a, a work like 5K, 10K. Oh, nice. And I wasn't oh, even going to sign up. Yeah. So it's like at work, all employees are invited and I wasn't even going to sign up. But then a lady in my building, she was like, oh, I'm doing, uh, I'm going to do it, you know. And I was like, sweet, I'll do it with you. You know, I'll sign up for the 5K. And she's like, oh, no, 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 I'm doing the 10K. And I'm like, oh, no, like, all right. You're you're already committed verbally. Yeah, and so I already committed. So I was like, oh, sure, I'll do the 10K. And bro, (laughs) like usually when I'll go run, you know, I'll run a few times a week and I'll usually just put down like three miles or something, not anything crazy pace. But um, I think the longest I've ran straight is like five, a little over five miles. And it's that's been a little while since I've done that. I mean, I'm sure I'll be fine. But uh, like today I I was like, all right, I'm going to start training. I did like just over two miles and dude. I was dead. Beat up? Yes. I think you'll be fine, but I think the thing that's going to hurt is like after the race, dude. That's the yeah. stuff that kills me. And I hope if you're not prepared for it, like afterwards your body's just like, "Nah." Yeah, and it's still, you know, it's still going to be pretty warm. And usually in mid-October, so I'm nervous on that too, man. Dude. You got it though. Just so get we'll, one of we'll those see. like camelback running vests with the little hose water. Yeah. So I got like a month and a half to, to train and get ready. So those are the two cool things that happened to me at work. I don't know. Yeah, kind of neat. I I signed up for a 10K too with my buddy from work. Uh, he's oh, been asking you? me to do it for a while. So we'll have to keep each other posted. All right. Well, let's start training. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I've done it once. It beat me up, man. My knees hurt. I'm too old. Yeah. Anyways, my man, what'd you read this week? What'd you get into that you uh, kind of was like a highlight of your week? I got into quite a bit, but some highlights, dude, for me. I read this. Uh, it's a Scout comic called Meta. Metal. I'm not going to say it right, but Metal. Meta Linguistic Crimes Division. I just said division really weird, but uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. And, uh, dude, it's pretty cool. It's about this uh, lady who is a comic book, uh, you know, writer, author, creator. And she's got this really like popular comic book and she's just in the room with her boyfriend, right? Who I think is a comic book artist. And all of a sudden she comes back to the room and he's laying on the ground decapitated. And uh, she's pretty sure that her characters from the comic book 
have come alive and killed him, dude. And because, like, when she sees him dead, like, look at his head here. It's like all, it's got, like, the color lines from a comic book. Yeah. And she sees that, and so does her brother, but no one else sees it. And so they're trying to, like, convince people that he was murdered by these fictional characters who have popped out That's of a comic rad. book. That's kind of rad. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And uh, anyway, her brother ends up, like, having, he goes over to look at the head. Because he sees the the colors and stuff, too. Yeah. Dude, as he's doing that, he gets sucked into a comic book. And he's, like, sitting here in these blank pages trying to figure it out. And then he starts talking to the comic book characters who they're questioning him about murdering the boyfriend. Wow. But the crazy thing is, is so now you've got these comic book characters who may or may not have, like, popped out of the real world or something and killed her boyfriend. But you've got the brother... Who, for some reason, dude, has like, it seems like he might be a comic book character too. Because he's like, when I was in there, it felt like I'd been there before. Uh, like, it all seemed like, you know, something that had happened to me a long time ago. And she's kind of looking at him, like, not wanting to tell him, but you could tell she knows something. And so huh. it's like, dude, is her brother a cr- like one of her creations too? And, uh, you know, so dude, this meta linguistic really, really cool. Yeah, dude. And so this meta linguistic crimes division, they they come onto the scene and they handle these sort of like meta crimes, right? So this sort of like, you know, I wouldn't even be that great at describing what meta is. So I hope it makes sense. sense is it like what in saying. between worlds, yeah. Gotcha, sort of. gotcha. And so they're on the case and they're trying to solve it. And um, dude, I just liked it, man. It was super cool. Dude, I like the print. That sounds really rad. I'm going to have to check that one out. Bro, because look at right here. Her brother has a flashback and he's talking to his dad. And he right here on this panel, he finds his dad hiding behind a page. Wow. And so huh. crazy. Yeah, that's going to be a, a crazy lot. one. Yeah, I dig it. So that was super fun. Scout Comics. Uh, You're fine. How'd you find that one? Dude, it just looked like a cool cover, man. Yeah, that is. So neat. I picked it up. Scout comic written by Marcelo Sarava, artist Andre Fritas, and color Fritas is probably not right because I'm sure his name is not Andre Beans, uh, but maybe. <laughs> Dude, it's Frijoles. Oh, okay. Pretty and then close. colors by uh, Omar <laughs> Vinole. <laughs> oh, all right. Those were some difficult ones. <laughs> <laughs> I just rolled with it though. I wanted to make you proud, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that one out. That sounds really cool. I liked it a lot, man. Yeah. And then right. another one I got into, dude, was uh, recommended over to 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 me over on our Discord by uh, a good buddy of the show, Ross. And uh, I'm pretty sure it's called True Cult, even though it's spelled like T R V E K V L T. I think it's called True Cult. Okay. Yeah. 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 And uh, Ross, the way he described it was it's like Chicken Devil, but like a little less crazy. And I think that's pretty, pretty accurate, man. You got this kid who's like working in a fast food joint. He's been working there like for as long as he's ever had a job, you know, like this is where he's worked. And he's been staking out this like uh, like this little strip mall for like a couple weeks, a couple months. I can't remember, but for a while. And so he decides he's going to rob each store in this strip mall like during his lunch break like super quick just um back to back to back 
And so he he's successful, dude. He robs all of those places and this kind of a funny little exchange between each door. And uh anyway, he gets back and it's uh he gets back and uh he's trying to interview this new girl for a position at the hamburger place who and she saw him do it. Mm. But she's like not pull, not letting on, you know, right away. Okay. But when the cops show up, she backs him up like Hey, I saw who did it. The dude who did it took off with this girl. You know what I mean? And so it's cool now because you've got this girl who's, you know, doesn't even know him, but is kind of like on his side all the time. So they're yeah, going to yeah. team up. Huh. But right at the end, dude, it's just wild twist where you got this cult that shows up. And I think they're, they must be the true cult, man. And they're like, we, <laughs> and it says here, he's like, uh, let me just figure out how to read this best to you because it's wild. Oh, yeah. Uh, you took something that belongs to us. Well, to Satan. So they're like a satanic cult a or something. A straight up cult cult, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, Satan? That's when I knew I messed up. Yeah, he did. <laughs> so it definitely has that sort of like Breaking Bad sort of chicken devil vibe where, you know, just a dude making a crazy decision. Yeah. And uh, one of the things I loved about it, dude, is that, like, he got away with it clean. And, like, if it wasn't for this girl who who saw him, who he doesn't even know yet, but he doesn't even know that she saw him. But the guilt, dude, like, even though he's, like, he's trying to live it up. He's like, I did it. I did it. I finally did it. And he's pumped. But, like, deep down inside, dude, like, he's talking to his coworker. And she's like, what's wrong with you? Because his eyes are, like, darting all over the place because he's so nervous. He's on, yeah. So, in the back of my mind, he's, like, or in the back of his mind, he's not liking the decisions he made. <laughs> yeah. And I just think that's fascinating because uh, guilt's so interesting to me, especially when a guy like that who's, you know. Just robbed at gunpoint, like 10 places, stoked out of his mind, but still yeah. can't. I don't know. It's cool stuff, dude. Dude. So, so thanks, Ross. It was solid. Speaking of Breaking Bad, um, I read this funny review. I don't know where I've seen it. And I've watched Breaking Bad. It's been a long time since I watched it. And I love the show, right? <clears throat> but And I never thought of it like this. And I can't even remember if this is legit or not. But I was reading this review, and it was like... Um, she thought Breaking Bad, or this person who reviewed it thought Breaking Bad was like the worst show ever. She's like, really? how could, yeah, how could this super smart science teacher, like, he, she basically was saying, like, he doesn't even try any other options to make any money and he goes straight to cooking meth. <laughs> He's like, she, and she like goes through all these like scenarios. Like he could have done this. He could have tried this. Like at all things, he just went straight to cooking meth. I couldn't handle that show. And I was like, I can't, I can't remember if he tries anything else. Like, you know, in season one before he does that. But I just thought it was hilarious. That's funny, dude. It's kind of just like, like, yeah, okay. But way to miss the point of the, like, they're yeah. not trying to. That, and you know I'm pretty I mean? sure it just like fell on his lap. Yeah. Kind of how it happened. But anyways, I thought the review was pretty funny. I started cracking up. Did you ever get into uh, Better Call Saul? No. Yeah, me neither. I I did finish Breaking Bad, but I finished it really late compared to most people. But man, that was a good show. Yeah. Right on, dude. Well, what'd you get into this week, man? You get into anything cool? Yeah, no, it's depressing, man. I only read Public Domain and I watched, I did get She-Hulk in episode three. Oh, we'll have to talk about that. 
But I did read Public Domain by Chip Z. That's literally the only book I read all week. It was kind of like uh, kind of a crazy week for me. Dude, that is all right, man. But I liked it, dude. Chip Z's killing it. Dude, Public Domain was freaking awesome, dude. Dude, I love it because you finally get a little bit of backstory on Miles. He's one of the brothers um, that is like pushing his dad to, um, you know, fight this big corporation yeah take back the rights to his comics get the money he's dude yeah because dude Dude? Dude. do do yeah no no d (laughs) that was (laughs) my (laughs) dude but it's so good man and i'm like remember last time we left off on uh issue two i was worried because i was like you know is it still gonna be interesting is there gonna be enough dude totally still yeah awesome. so you find out miles has a crazy gambling addiction right so you get a little flashback from when miles looks i mean both him and his dad are real young looking right and uh, his dad comes to the rescue bells him out of like five grand because these two guys were beating him up and um, hey dude really quick did the dad like did he box these guys because he's like it looked like yes it looked like they were gonna Box, right, a hundred percent. Because he's, yeah. I love. He's like, he's like, you hurt my boy, and I hate bullies. And he takes off his glasses, and I'm just like, bro, is comic book dad gonna lay these guys out, dude? He legit looks fired up too, and it's crazy because as an old man in the first two issues, he seems way too like laid back, you know, like he would never do something like that, you know? I know he just seems like he's the type of dude who's like, you know. <laughs> You know what I mean? Just kind of like a pushover, just not going to do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So it was fascinating to see him like ready to throw down. Yeah. And then um, we see the other brother. I think his name's David or Dave. And he's just one of my favorite. He's just a weird dude. (laughs) Just hilarious, but just like a screw up. Like, how's he even getting through life with his attitude? (laughs) Dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. But, dude, the tattoos, man, and he yeah. loses his job, but, bro, hilarious. You get some, definitely some some funny laughs in this one that I was cracking up, and, um, yeah. Well, I love the one, the dude comes in, and he wants a no fear tattoo of, like, the word no fear, like, right above this, like, 2D shark. And uh, he's mad because his name's Dave, you said? Yeah. So Dave does this like 3D shark instead, and it says no fear with understanding. He like <laughs> but, adds his own twist to it. I know. But he's like, what I love about it, he's like, uh, it's clearly better. Yeah. <laughs> and the he's dude like, I made it the, better. The dude who owns the shop is like, that's really not the point, man. Dude. So and then good. you flash over to the tattoo he's working on now, the girl getting some Asian like lettering on her back. Oh my gosh, dude. I was dying at that panel. Yeah, Dave's hilarious. But um yeah, we fast forward to, to current day and we see Miles again just can't get get out of gambling, dude. He just find out he's like sixty K in debt, I think. And he's I know by so the, the su- first time in the same two dudes. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. Yeah. So he's back in debt to the same dudes as he was uh and the flashback there, and back then it was only five G's, so things have gotten a little bit worse for our boy. Yeah, he, uh, he yeah, definitely took a turn for the worse. But um, we get introduced to a new character too. What do you think of uh, old D? 
Dude, she is straight up mean. Dude, she doesn't mess around. Probably well, the meanest to, person I've ever seen. But, I mean, I felt like if I was running a business or a corporation, I mean, she might be somebody who's worth having yeah, on the team, you would though, have because... To, like, you'd have to be cutthroat like her. She is no-nonsense yeah. and just straight business. Dude, um, really quick, just to, to pop back for a second about this gambling debt, dude. Gambling debt scares me, man. Like, Yeah? Uh, we've been watching, not like for me personally, but just what it can do to people. Uh, my wife's been watching Sopranos. And I, so mm. I've been kind of picking it up here or there with her. And there's this dude in there, man, who he's like, you know, it's, it always starts with like, ah, one game. And all of a sudden, dude, he's like lost his kid's college fund. He's lost his business. I'm just like, which one just, is that? Because I watched all the Sopranos back in the day and I loved it. This is the dude who or- owns the sports shop, you know, uh, the sporting goods store. Hmm. I don't, I wouldn't know a name. I'm, yeah, it's I can't been so long since I've seen Dude, it. But. Don't ask you know me. Don't ask me for a name. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. it's just because it's just funny because I'm reading this at the same time as watching that. Like those are the episodes happening right now, and it's just like you can feel for the sun because it's got to be scary, man. You know how far out of hand this stuff can get. Yeah, yeah, big time. Another thing I like too, like you meet D, right? And she's straight cutthroat and just Dude. laying it on heavy. But then he has like a little trick up his sleeve when he pulls up their lawyer on on his phone, right? Was that a do you think that was purposeful or literally an accident? Like he tried to spin it. Like, oh, I was a little bit nervous. I didn't know where I was going. I almost think it was like he kind of just winged it because he was yeah. screwed, I think, you know, yeah. which was smart on him because she, I mean, even though she was a crazy lawyer when we got introduced to her in what issue two, like she seems like she knows what she's talking about. She seems clever for sure. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that's super fascinating about D right away is like, not only is she cutthroat straight to the point, she's going to get what she wants type deal. But the whole, like she knows exactly the drink he wants just by looking at him. And he's blown away. He's like, wow. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, she's a crazy character. I enjoyed that whole characterization. That was fun. A couple pages with her. Yeah. As much as you don't like her, it was an interesting couple pages. But um, anyway, how do you think this one ended? What do you you think of the end? Well, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about is, you know, the couple pages where it's the, the, I think it's the comic book writer's assistant, right? She was fired. Yeah. Because she, you know, she texted. Yep. She's the one who told him. Yeah. Do you think that she's going to take her friend's advice and literally like try to get money out of, out of our, our guy now? I know because I thought she was kind of out of the picture, you know, and now she's back in the picture and I don't know what she's going to do because originally she's like, thought she was doing the right thing, you know, and then she gets fired for it. Now she's out of a job and her roommate's like, dude, I not paying all the rent, you know? Yeah. And he's kind of like just telling her, get, get what's yours, you know, is basically what he says. Like, Hey, you tipped him off. You deserve yeah. some, some money. But I'm like, I don't know. You seem and, such a nice person. Now you're going to like take advantage. I know her character arc is changing too. I think she's going to, I don't know. I think she's going to look for dollar signs. I know, me too. Uh, she does seem a little reluctant about it, but I think it's going to happen, man. I know. So that one made me a little nervous. Yeah. Well, dude, so the dad shows up to have a meeting with D, and the the people who 
Oh, like he's trying to win the rights back and win some of his money. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about how this ends, man. Like the dad's clearly stoked out of his mind. I was kind of thrown through a loop because it's like Miles is like, he wants dollar signs too. Miles is like, dude, I want it all. We need a cut of, you know, the. I'm sure they're making millions, you know? Yeah. And, but I don't think Miles is seeing the bigger picture like his dad is seeing maybe, you know what I mean? Well, his dad just seems like, so if he's 60K in debt and his dad, so they got 60K out of this meeting. And do you think his dad literally just went in with like, I need 60K. I don't care about anything else. I just want to get my son out of his gambling debt. And then, you know, he got the rights to his comic book. And so do you think he went in just with that game plan? Like, he's like, I have two goals. I'd love to be able to write these comics again. And I want to get my son out of his gambling debt. But his son seems so mad that it was just the 60K. Yeah, because like, that's what I mean. I think he wanted dollar signs, you know, like he's like, I think he, which could be bad for him with his gambling debt. What do you think? You know, like he would have paid, you think like, that's the way I'm thinking. Like he would have paid off that 60K and then would have been like, dude, my dad's a millionaire. I'm going to, you know, get some money out of this. What do you think he's going to do? Yeah, that's true. So Miles doesn't seem very happy, but his dad is stoked out of his mind. Dude, the panel, the panel of his dad telling him and the smile on his dude, face. The happiest <laughs> dude ever because he just wants to spend time writing comics back like old school style with his son now because his son's a writer, you know. So how cool would that be yeah. to, to share that? So I don't know. We'll see. But I did enjoy it. Um, yeah. Pretty cool issue. If you had to guess like where we go from here, what do you think is going to happen? Like, what do you see? You think it's going to be some family drama next issue between son and dad as they, you know, try to work this out? You think we're going to get some more of his fighting with these dudes he owes money to? What do you think is going to go down? Yeah, I don't know, especially since you mentioned the whole thing with the with the girl who used to work for the um, company. Um I didn't even think about that. So I think that's going to play a little bit of a role. I don't know who knows what she's going to do, but um, I don't know. It kind of went a different direction than what I was expecting. Yeah, for sure. But I still enjoyed it. Yeah. I like just really quick too. I loved the brother's interaction on the roof. Like as crazy as Dave is like, He's kind of a sweetheart to him. He his seems brother. like a cool, genuine brother. Yeah, big time. Yeah. And like when his brother's like just breaking down about the his gambling thing and his brother's like, look, it's a disease, man. Like, I'm not going to give you a hard time because you have a disease. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm laughing just because it sounds funny, but like that was right. a really cool moment. Yeah, no, it was because you look at his character, too, throughout the whole thing. And he's just like this goofball that doesn't take life serious at all. But then he's there for his bro. It was pretty, pretty cool moment for sure. Yeah, I hope that we end up getting some redemption for him. I hope his character arc, uh, he gets somewhere better, uh, gets out of his debt, maybe starts. Maybe at the end of this, what I want is for a family reunion and they're all writing a public domain a new arc of public domain. Or that'd something. be rad. Yeah, that'd be cool. And who knows? Like maybe that chick comes alongside and works with him as well. You know, that's true. Yeah, because she did so, seem like she was a fan, like a legit fan. Yeah. So it could be. I don't know. It could be neat. Right on, man. Well, what'd you think of She-Hulk episode three, dude? Dude, I enjoyed it. Dude, I thought so it was hilarious. There was I was cracking up. Like I thought it was a cool episode, man. 
Yeah, dude, me too. There were some genuinely like laugh out loud moments for me in that one. Dude. What, Megan what the Stallion. Your, oh my god. I think dude. the whole arc with with the dude that they used to work with, their ex coworker, I can't even remember his name. Um, how he got duped into thinking he was dating Megan the Stallion, dude. It was oh so funny, dude. I know. And I thought that, you know, him dating that shapeshifter was just so funny and how he's sitting there talking to his lawyer and he's all set on taking this thing to trial. And all of a sudden he comes back in the room and it turns, you know, I've had a change of mind, but it turns out it's her. And, uh, I thought it was great, man. Super cool. I thought that was funny. Um, I was super stoked like that she got abomination out. Like I thought that was cool. Um, I thought his, what is it, his eight pin pals, that was pretty funny. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Some of my favorite moments in it were the Wong were the Wong storylines, though. Dude, like, yeah, it was cool to see Wong. One of my favorite things was, like, really right away in the episode where they're trying to get Wong to show up. And the assistant's like, hey, I sent him some thirst posts. It's me and a bunch of books. <laughs> <laughs> oh dude man i it it was funny too like at the end how like wong basically incriminated himself like breaking and he's like i gotta go (laughs) i know dude i was like dude you better be careful man you're gonna get in trouble yeah uh the only thing i didn't understand is when abomination turned into abomination uh you know when he transformed into his yeah he's like let me show everybody i have a minute i'm you know i'm in control don't you think they all freaked out a little too much? It went to uh, 100 real fast. I mean, it was like he was hurting somebody in front of him. Like, yeah. they know what he looks like. They've seen the videos. Like, he's in a cage. It just felt strange to me. I mean, it could have just been just because he's known for just chaos and destruction. And every time they've seen him, he's never been, like, able to control it, you know? So... I mean, when when he got huge in there, he already like started breaking the tank he was in, so he could have easily probably busted out and just took everyone out, you know. Oh, did the tank start breaking? Yeah, like he hit it with the because he he got huge and it looked like when he hit the top, it kind of like broke a little bit. Oh, I didn't notice that part because she did say right after that, and I thought it was interesting because she did say. So as you can see, he clearly could have left whenever he wanted to, but he's chosen yeah. to stay. Yeah. So that could be why, but um, they did freak out a little bit. Yeah. But a little too much. And then I didn't care for the end credits. That was a little weird to me. I was like, I don't know. I mean, I get it. There were some funny bits of it. Like, I liked it when she was like, I would kill for you, Megan the Stallion. Uh, Yeah. 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 She's like, hold on a second. (laughs) Uh, uh, And I liked uh, those dudes that they fought in the alleyway. Uh, I forget. Oh. They're actually comic book characters. I forget their name now. Are they? Because I was kind of, I didn't know who that was. They just came out of nowhere, but they're working for someone. I wonder who they're working for. I know. That's what I'm curious about now, too, who they're working for. But yeah, they've made appearances in the count. I forget their name now. Huh. That's cool. They're I didn't even notice it. Or something literally like simple like that, but I can't remember. That, yeah, that, that part was pretty funny. Yeah. Do you think like... So after at, at that part, after she turned in, you know, she hulked out, beat those guys up. And then she's like staring at herself in the in the window of the car. Like what? Do you, and she's like literally like just taking a gander at herself. Do you think she's like starting to like herself as Hulk more or because, you know, at, so far she's like doesn't want anything to do with being the Hulk. You know, she just wants to go back to being a nobody lawyer or, or you know, whatever she says. I mean, it's hard to deny the like the benefits you get 
being able to hulk out, you know, like yeah. finally realizing like how in control she is, how a lot of the stuff she was talking about, like in episode one, like, you know, some of that fear kind of melts away a little bit. Maybe uh, her life's a lot different now. And I, I don't know if it's more like she's starting to enjoy it as maybe she's starting to realize like she has to come to terms with it. Yeah. And because obviously like she's being attacked now just for being who she is. And so she's got to be like, I've just got to start being okay being she Hulk because I'm going to have to be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's no going back. Like she keeps telling her coworker, the girl, she, she's like, ah, once this is over, I'm going to go back. You know, once I'm done, um, representing abomination, I'm going to go back to normal. And I'm just like, no, you're not. You're going to just, no. you know, you're going to, that's your job. You work for a superhero lawyer firm. I know, yeah. Like, <laughs> so I'm still waiting for Daredevil, man. Like, yeah, when's he, when how, yeah. he popping in? So, going to be interesting to see what happens next now that Abomination's out. Like, are we going to see him again? Um, and then now we got obviously someone's after her blood or whatever. And it'll be interesting to see who who they're or who they were working for and mm-hmm. um, what she takes on next. So it'll be cool. I'm already excited, dude. But like I'm, week, I'm liking it a lot more than what I expected I would. Yeah, because a week already feels like a long time, which is a good sign. Like, I want more already. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Like, when this first came out, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll watch it just to watch it. And now I'm like, dude, I like watching it. Like, yeah, I don't know. Right on, dude. I'm liking it too, man. And I wasn't even going to watch it until you watched the first episode. So well, good. hat tip to you, sir. We'll see. But I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah, man. Me too. All right, on, man. Well, what do you say we uh, hop into some B.O. Dub? Dude, let's get into Sarah from TKO. Let's do it. You know what's funny, dude? Like with the B.O. B.O. Dub, like you have to say it that way. You can't be like, hey, you want to get into our B.O.W.? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? No one. No. Uh, yeah. You can't say B.O.W. It just sounds weird. You gotta say B.O. Dub for sure. <laughs> you want to give an overview of this or what? Yeah, dude, for sure. I'll give an overview. Uh, so this is Sarah, published by TKO Studios, written, as we said uh, at the top of the show, Garth Ennis. Uh, artwork by Steve Epting, and I think coloring by Elizabeth Brightweiser. Um, and this is a, a cool story. It, it revolves around a team of female Russian snipers sent to kind of like fight back an encroaching sort of Nazi force uh, that's kind of creeping into the Soviet territory on the Eastern Front during World War II. Um, This story particularly, though, is really focused in on a character named Sarah, who's one of the snipers, and how she literally goes... She's not just one of the snipers. She is the best oh my gosh i know and it's kind of follows her as she goes from literally being a college student to like a ruthless sniper just i think what was it like 300 or something like that nazis she ends up killing or something like that yeah Um, i think that's a, a lot of that i think is a lot of rumors just like that's sparked up through through the the war that people are freaked out and yeah i think a couple of times she acknowledged she like 
when they talk about it, she's like, no, that's all of us combined. Like, I haven't killed that many. Yeah. So I don't know if she's just being, like, humble about it or if she... Leg- I mean, I'm sure she's taken out more than all the other girls because she's such a... Just a bad sniper, but... Um, yeah. And so that's kind of the... I mean, is there anything else you'd want to add? It's just kind of like this this group of female snipers in the middle of World War II sent to to beat back the, the Nazi uh, encroachment on the Eastern Front and... Uh, following following sarah and her character development and her just the crew, ruthless yeah. reality of war really yeah yeah and what it no. does to her and i think that's one thing i mean now that you said it um i think that's one thing that garth like does an awesome job at through this is just like really showing the reality of like war and yeah. um i thought he did a great job throughout this whole book yeah, because I think some one of the fascinating things is like not just the like physical hardship and toll that war takes on your body, but what's so fascinating here is that like the the mental psychological beatdown that this sort of thing does to you. Yeah. It's so fascinating to see this in Sarah and like literally just like tragic ultimately. Yeah. Like just tragic. Like Oh man, I wasn't expecting the end. We'll get there, but man, that it still sits with me in my stomach. Like, oh my gosh! Dude. Yeah, I definitely wasn't expecting then either. Um, Sarah's character to me, like for through the first like two or three issues, I just thought she was like a cold, kind of mean person. You know, like yeah. didn't you? Because you don't really know, like yeah, you don't know her, why she's that way. Yeah, and so the first few issues, I'm like, dude, Sarah's like either just like this hardened, like cold, just mean person to her, you know, yeah. all of her comrades, and like, I don't know, what do you think? I mean, I agree with you. I guess it, it sort of made sense to me because it's sort of that characterization that I think Americans have of like Russian culture, right? Like very blunt, very straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, gotcha. you know, not yeah. messing around, not, not being silly. And she just kind of seemed to, to live up to that, I guess, to me. So it, it made sense as I was reading it, but it didn't give me a lot of reason to connect with her. Like, I don't think that really happened till about issue four, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Same here. Um, I thought some of the, the supporting cast of characters were more interesting uh, than her right away, especially the, the, the one with short hair, short haired like, lady. Yeah. Who everyone's kind of freaked out by her because she's literally loves. She's crazy. Fritzies. Yeah, she's crazy, dude. I did like her character. I can't remember her name. Let me see if I can find it while we were talking. Yeah, I can't remember. Is it Vera? 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 That might be. But I she's right. gnarly. Yeah, she was a she was a cool character. I did enjoy uh, her arc for sure. And then, um, so yeah, you and I like to watch the interplay between them, but it is kind of like laced with this sort of like i think it's a it's a good characterization though because they are russian they have their culture and just the way that they're talking to each other seems foreign to me you know what i mean like it's very blunt like there's really no like they're stuck together but there's almost no friendliness in their chatter no with not at all yeah and i mean i guess they are at war but still they are i I don't know just the sarah character i was like the other girls were like trying to be like i don't know the word genuine or more you know have a different relationship and she was just like not having any of it i felt like no for sure uh i mean 
once you find out though, like when she tells you that, yeah. like, you know, what happened to her family. And so her, her main mission in life was literally to kill as many Nazis as possible. Like she's not there to mess around. She's there to kill as many Nazis as possible. Yeah. Yeah. And she, I love the, the scenes where she's literally breaking down her shots and her breathing. And I love the way that this opens up too. Like it's such a crazy, like you open it and it's just the first three panels are just telling you to wait. And so you're literally just transported with her waiting in this tree and it's forcing you to wait with her. You know what I mean? It's kind of cool. I thought. Yeah. I do like how she's like when she's taking shots, like she's doing like breaking it down step by step. She's like, okay, breathe. And like just all the calculation that goes into it. I thought that was really cool. That one too, where she's talking about the win and she has to, she has to overshoot it. And the, the, the sights of the rifle are like really Way high. high. That yeah. Dude. Yeah. That was a far shot. Yeah. And that was, I love that. I mean, the writing in the pan. What'd you think of the art? I thought the art was cool. I thought it like, <clears throat> I thought it captured what it would be like there. Just like gloom, like it's in winter time. Like there's just snow everywhere. And that's what I would assume like this area would look like. You know what I mean? Like when I, yeah, I thought they captured it really well. I thought it was cool. I thought facial expressions were really good. Like Dude, the captured facial emotions. expressions were. <clears throat> yeah. I thought the emotions were captured really, really well, especially like, you know, in issue two, it gives a you go back a little flash flashback of her training, right? And you can tell, like, I think there's two girls that get picked to go to this training with this dude, and it's her and somebody else. And there's a huge difference between, how, like, she's like ready to go and just like stone face, like, and the other girl, you just the emotional expressions on her face, mm-hmm. you can tell she's not ready to be there. Not at all, dude. You could, he captures the nervousness in the face so well. Yeah. But she really learned a lot from that from that dude, though. Like, she took in all his lessons, man. Oh, yeah. Big time. And she seemed like a really, a really good student. And, uh, you know, they come up into some crazy stuff as a, as a group. And, like, it's kind of fascinating to watch, like, even amongst the other Soviet soldiers, like, the men kind of ribbing them and giving them a hard time and kind of the way the bosses like treat them or the, you know, the general, I don't know, military, right, terms, right. the generals and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Those in those, command. I mean, they look at her, I mean, she is a woman. And so I think they look at it, even though she's highly capable of yeah probably being a better leader than they all are. Right. But they, that, I think that's, I don't know. That sounds bad, I guess to say, but I mean, I'm sure that's what they're all thinking. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're just yeah, a- for sure. But then as soon as like, I think later on though, when she's like, just, they know she's like their best sniper, then, it, you know, I think they maybe get a, a little more respect to, to her, mm-hmm. but still from like the high commanding officers, I think they kind of just still look down upon her. Yeah. And to kind of watch how she like leads the group of them when they like, are getting ambushed and stuff, kind of like directing where to go. Like oh yeah. Saving she's her definitely friends. a leader for sure. And she's, she doesn't hesitate, you know, there's yeah. she's always quick to action. Um, she's got that resolve. That's just, I don't know. You, you need that in a leader, but she's a reluctant leader. She doesn't even really want to, she just wants to be hiding in trees and, and shooting as many Nazis as she can. She doesn't want to be the leader of the group. It doesn't feel like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What uh, what else has stood out about this for you, man? 
Dude, I'll be honest. Like the first three issues for me were a little hard for me to get invested in, just because I don't know. I thought I thought she, like I said, I thought she was just until you figure out what uh, happened to her family, right? Um, is when I changed, like totally got more. I guess more invested, like if yeah. that makes sense. No, for sure. You don't even you don't find that out till. Almost the end of issue three. I think, yeah, three or four, I think. I can't remember. So the first three issues, I'm just kind of going through it. And I'm like, okay, this is all right. Like, what's what's the main picture here? What are we, What what's going to happen? And then basically you find out, um, spoiler alert, that her village was basically uh, taken out by her own people. But that's not for a while, man. You're jumping the gun there. Really? That's that's when I got invested. To that's when I found out. That's why she's like that. You know, right? You don't Are find you- out. You don't find out it was her own people till I think either the last issue or the second to last issue. Is it what happened right in issue three? That, yeah, at first in issue three, she's saying, you know, this is when I decided I'd kill every Nazi. It's when the do. It's it's a flashback. And that she's asking them, "Hey, I haven't heard from my parents in a long time. Oh, what happened?" Yeah, 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 and yeah. He tells her, "Hey, the the Nazis encroached and killed everybody." So okay. at that time, she okay. thinks yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. the Nazis, and she's like, "From here on out, I kill every German I gotcha. see." Gotcha, gotcha. And because that's the big twist at the end that's tragic. Okay. As uh, uh, yeah, it turns out, you know, dude, it wasn't even the Nazis, dude. The Soviets were going house to house. As like a traitor test. Yeah. And if like you open the door to them, they'd shoot you because you were a traitor. Yep. And And they expected you to fight back and and not give in. And her whole village ended up like, what would you do? You'd have to open the door, you know? You would think like that was stupid. I know. And so, yeah, then and she overhears that at an award ceremony from some of the other people who are like, what's this woman even doing there here? She hears them talking about it. And dude, oh, man, that's when you just really realize, like, why she's so cold and kind of her interactions with that blonde girl, you know, about why she's just like she has like some really cool interaction with her at one point where she's saying, uh. Oh, man, I that's not towards the end too, right? That's towards the end too. Well, yeah, yeah, I just kind of decided we'd hop there. Um, but yeah, she's just talking about, you know, I mean, how would you explain kind of what she's th- saying here? I, I can't really find it. Do you have a? I mean, she's almost just talking about why she is the way she is to her, and you know, telling like I think they kind of mend their relationship at this point because. Yeah. Before that, they, you know, they're always kind of like nipping at each other, I guess you could say. Yeah, they seem like they had a little bit of a strained relationship, huh? Yeah. But anyway, dude, so she's sitting there and then you realize, man, that she is now aware of the fact that she is still fighting on the side of people who killed her own family. I know. Like, I was just thinking what went through her head, like... Because there would be nothing she could do. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I just realized the part that she's giving the blonde girl, I can't remember her name a hard time about, is the whole motherland thing. Where she's like, oh, if you knew what I sort of knew, like this whole motherland thing is overblown. Like, yeah. I don't feel that way. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. But um, 
Yeah, dude. So she's she's this elite sniper for her country, and her country is the reason her family was slaughtered. And she's still just doing, just, you know, yeah. Gosh, it's was so crazy. Like I did not ex- see that one coming. No at way all. did I see that coming. And I'll be honest, that hurts. Like, it still hurts. Yeah, dude, that was a, a major part. And I even remember after I read that, I called you and I was like, dude. There is yeah. something crazy that happened. You're going to love it. I was just like, you got to be kidding me. But, dude, let's just uh, really quick hop to the end, man. So what's kind of happening is that their group, uh, the Soviets, Sarah and her crew, have been being hunted by uh, a Nazi sniper who is yeah. pretty legit. And so they're sent on a mission to try to, like, uh, this is their, like, you know, towards the end, this is one of their final missions. Yeah, like pretty much both um, groups are trying to to smoke out each other's snipers. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, we get into a couple crate like the the Nazis do some smart stuff to get a few of her friends, right? You know, they like do it in that field. Yeah, that's crazy. So they're all out separated in pairs of two, right? And um, the Nazis just start like randomly dropping artillery. Like they set up like a perfect trap and they mm-hmm. end up taking out. I can't remember their uh, the two girls names, but they take out two of um, Sarah's friends. Yeah. And that scene was pretty crazy. And at first it, 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 it all, it, it's almost weird to say, but as you're reading the story, it, it got compelling here because for a while you kind of felt like, Man, the Nazis kind of seemed silly. Yeah. But here you finally got to see like, oh, there's a reason they're encroaching so far into the, the you know, into Russia here, Soviet Union is because, you know, they're not all stupid, you know? Yeah. And so it just was like, oh, they're fighting. At this point, it felt like, oh, the enemy's real to me. Yeah. Because before you know they were I'm, just you know getting smoked. They were just getting smoked. And like you got a group of eight women, like there's like I don't know, there's like twenty of them, dude, and they took yeah. out all the the men, like yeah. the group with Sarah, and then the eight women show up and light them up. Yep. Plip 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 plip. Goners. Gone. Gone. And um. Anyway, dude, do you want to talk about the ending here? Like, should should we? This yeah, is before like before we get to the end. End. When I when I got to issue probably like when it got introduced that the other um that the enemy had their own elite sniper and they were like basically going back and forth like their sniper was taking people out they were taking people out it brought me back to this movie dude that we've watched it was a killer movie Enemy at the Gates you remember that one dude so good and um yeah same kind of thing where you know you had I think it was Jude Law uh, he was just just bad sniper dude taking everybody out, and you know word got spread through propaganda that you know they had this mm-hmm. crazy sniper that was taking everybody out. Everybody was scared to go out in a battle because of this one dude, you know. And that's how it is here in Sarah. You have this group of snipers, though it's not just one. But I mean, Sarah is levels above all the other girls, right? But they also have, like, this lady that, like, almost runs propaganda for them, right? Is that how you kind of took it? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And then... Because they even had that little flashback where they're showing some of the paper 
and call yeah. on all the women heroes. And yeah. yeah. And so then you have, you know, Ed Harris rolls in the picture and he's like the elite sniper for the other side. And it's like him and Jude Law just battling it out. And the end of that one is crazy. How Ooh. how Jude tricks Ed Harris's character into thinking he got him. And then, dude, so super cool movie, but really, really similar to this story. Yeah, it's 100%. Both solid, though. Yeah. and <laughs> That so, movie is so good, though. Yeah, so we get to the end and Sarah is, you know, she's super upset and just pissed because a couple of her friends died. So she's like, all right, I'm going, I, I've got to do this myself. I, I got to take yeah. this guy out. So she ends up capture, capturing and taking with her a Nazi so- soldier. Right. And she sets him up like high in a tree, ties him up to a tree with a gun pointed out. So that's her, you know, um, decoy, her decoy. Yeah, correct. And so she's below it. Like, I don't know. She's like in a bunch of like a pile of, I don't know, bushes or something. And, um, anyways, there she, she's like taking out soldiers, right? And yeah, I think she's taking out soldiers. And then finally their sniper shoots the dude she has up in the tree. So then that gives her his location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, and then Sarah smokes him just bam. And you're like, sweet. And she's it's, relieved, it's over, you know? Yeah. She's like, gets up. She's like, all right, I got it. I'm going to go com- confirm my kill. And as she's stepping up, dude, she gets smoked and it's and crazy. She, the, I know the second she hits the ground, dude, she says immediately. She's like, uh, I realize what I've done. Yeah. I'm like, Oh no. And, the, and that that's on a page turn. So you're like, what did she do? And, and you and turn the page. Two of them. Oh, Two dudes, one yep. one to shoot and one to spot, and the and, spotter found her. Yep, and so she gets shot, and um, dude, her like dialogue right here, and how she sees almost like the future of all the other girls she with was a definitely um, emotional one. That was pretty cool. Yeah, man, the gnarly Vera, if that's really her name, that's what we said earlier. But when she's sitting there as the old lady, old. yeah, yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah, man. Gosh, dude. But I mean, I guess. I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. I want to hear what you want to say. I was just going to say, I guess it ends. I don't want to say necessarily on a good note, but she does have the. The wherewithal to blow herself up. Yeah. Like she ends up taking out that sniper, too. So are you sure she does? I'm I'm assuming that's what happens. So she's there laying down and you know he's going to come confirm her his kill. That like that's what they do, you know. I mean, he's walking up to her there. Yeah. And so he's walking up and she has a grenade pin pulled and is ready to go. So I'm taking it as she's taking him out. She's I'm, a fighter, I'm bro. You're right. Yeah. She's gonna because you, you know, and I think with her having those, they're not flashbacks, but they're like, she, she has like visions of the future and what their lives are going to be like moving forward, you know? Like, if she doesn't do this, he's going to take them out just the same. Because no one's with her. She snuck, she's, um, snuck off. <laughs> <laughs> snook, she snuck off. Yeah, dude, no, you're 100% right. I'm reading it here. And uh, yeah, she's like, if I don't do what I came out to do, he'll go back to work yeah. on Liddy Vera Arena unless I do what I set out to do. So you, yeah, I mean, it doesn't show you that she was successful, but 
Fingers crossed she was. Yeah, because if not, you know, he's taking everyone else out. Crazy. So let me know, like, what what were your thoughts? High points, low points, rating? What are you thinking? High points were definitely, like, I really enjoyed the art. Uh, I thought the art was great. Um, Sarah's character, I wasn't really attached to until, like, issue four. Like, like the first three issues, I was kind of just, like, trugging through it, you know? Like, I wasn't really super invested in it. Like, I, I enjoyed the art, and I didn't really know what was going on. Like, they were just... Every, you know, the first three issues are, all right, we're going out again, shooting Nazis. All right, we're back at camp, dealing with this lady that's propaganda. I'm mean. You don't know why she's all cold and all that. But then once once that starts unfolding, then you really get to see her character and why she is the way she is. And then you find out that crazy twist that we talked about. And so um, it took me a little bit to get really invested in it. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, man. I mean, I agree with you. Um, but I, w- I want to know your whole thing. I want to know your rating. Your, I mean, what, do you have like a favorite favorite moment of it, a least favorite? I mean, you kind of talked about it a little bit. Like maybe your least favorite was just how slow it was to begin with and how disconnected yeah, I mean, it. When I go reading a book, I don't expect every single book I read to just be, you know – action-packed the whole way like i like story and and, you know backstory but this one was just kind of weird too it didn't read as like smooth as i wish it would have i guess if that makes sense yeah no it makes sense especially like with a couple of the flashbacks like going back and forth like i thought the transitions were kind of weird um that was rough i did not love that yeah and so the pacing was a little weird in the beginning but once i got to um like in issue three, starting four, the last couple of issues were, I thought were awesome. Um, I really enjoyed the art. I thought it captured like this time period well and, and where they're at really well. The facial expressions like we t- spoke about were really good. Um, but for me, um, I'm probably just going to give it a three, three out of five. I think that's good, man. Right on. But yeah, I'm glad um, you. pretty cool for a weekend read. Yeah, man. Let me hear your thoughts. I uh, I agree with you, and I understand like pretty much everything you're saying, and it, and it makes sense to me. I think uh, I, I'm worried about how any of this might come off because I don't I don't mean it in any bad way, but like uh, the first two were were slower, and the dialogue was weird and funky. But I chalked all that up to it being a cult culturally different, and so to me, I was just like, okay, I'm just kind of immersing myself in these. Russian soldiers lives during a really weird time. Also, that's uh, so fascinating to me. Like I want to go read a real book on this Eastern front. Like the Nazis fight in Russia seems so interesting to me. Like it's almost hard to wrap. Get yourself a history book. (laughs) (laughs) Hit the local library, man, and get yourself a history book, my man. (sighs) Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I did say, you know, it kind of was a it's slow start, um, but I like some of the characterization, some of the character development, kind of like really getting to like spend some time there to kind of get a feel for it. Um, 
I wasn't overly excited about it or as invested in it like we had already mentioned until about, you know, the end of issue three. Let so me I ask agree you with this you there. question real quick before you keep going. Sorry to interrupt you. There was a few times where did you think like some of the paneling was kind of weird? Like when they're like all grouped up in this like little house that they were staying at? Like sometimes I couldn't tell which one was like who was talking because it was like the panel was focused the on one. were like. Yeah, like the panel was focused on one character and then there was like bubbles just off to the side of like multiple different people talking. And you're like, okay, which character, who's talking right here? Yeah. And there Did were that a confuse couple th- you a little bit? Yeah. Dude, yeah. But the flashbacks were my least favorite part. Like it was good for story development because uh, that's how you learn the, the craziest stuff. But uh, because it happens without any sort of warning, sometimes I had to like recalibrate myself. Like, yeah. okay, why was this important? Oh, uh, okay. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm trying to say? And uh, not only that, like, I really did like the artwork for all the reasons that you mentioned, but there were a couple times that I had a hard time distinguishing characters every once in a while. And there was a girl, one of Sarah's friends who got sh- sniped. And dude, for like a couple pages, I was like, man, Sarah just died. Like, that's weird. But it wasn't her. It just kind of looked like yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, well, and, they all, uh, yeah. No, I, I see that for sure. Because they all go out in white and they were, yeah, yeah. I, I could definitely see that. There was two, um, yeah, two or three dark haired characters that you're like, very yeah. similar. But for me, I think some of the high points were definitely uh, at, at the end of it when you're done, just the character arcs and the, the realness of the characters, the realness of the war. Uh, just how Ennis can like uh, submerge us into this and like make me feel that psychological torment that Sarah was going through and the effects of war uh, and what that does. I thought all that was just fascinating and really, really, really well done. Um, and just the ending of this, dude, just I mean, like I said, it's still sitting with me and just making me think about all this stuff. Um, so I really liked liked it for all that, as well as the reasons uh, you mentioned for me, the low points again were the flashbacks. I kind of wish there was some better demarcation. I mean, the coloring was a little different, but it just kind of you flip the page and all of a sudden, you know, you're 10 years ago. I don't even you don't even know. It yeah, doesn't tell you. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, the first, you know, two and a half issues were, were quite slow. And like you said, kind of just here they are. They go out and they're hunting Nazis. And I like some of it, though, because that's when you get some of her talking about how she's doing it and taking the brass and aim and all that was fascinating to me, but it still was a little slow. And, um, I think for me, man, overall, I'd give it a three and a half. I think that, uh, I've really appreciated how Ennis really captured that. Like to me, it just felt like it could have been a documentary. Like Sarah was a real, yeah. a real soldier. <laughs> um, and I'd love to see this, uh, in a film. And, um, so overall, yeah, give it three and a half, man. I, I enjoyed it. It was a good read. Didn't blow my socks off or anything, but uh, it was good. Nice, dude. You made some good points. Thanks, brother. So uh, three and three and a half here at the CBL for a total of uh, 3.25 for the CBL score, as we're now trying to stick to uh, out of five stars. We'll see how long that sticks, but for now, I'm liking it. Yeah, pretty good, though. Yeah, man. Uh, I think I'd recommend it to anybody who is a fan of Enemy at the Gates. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Honestly, if you're if you're into any sort of war stuff, I think you're going to appreciate this. Like, even if you just read it on a Sunday afternoon, like, you're going to enjoy this story. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm not sure I'm recommending it to everybody. 
I'd like to know kind of what you're into and, you know, if this sort of thing seems compelling to you, I, I think you'd love this one. You yeah, know? yeah, no, for sure. But cool, man. I had fun reading this, man. Uh, Dude, one thing I want to ask you, because I know you're a huge dog lover. What'd you think of the old... Oh, my God. What'd you think of the... Dude, I, I thought of you immediately when, when they had these war dogs running out with bombs Not my jam, bro. And like I knew it. Too. And she's up there and that girl's petting them and they're telling her, don't get attached. And I'm like, no, no. And then they show that panel where they're running, dude. And I'm just like, yeah. oh, my God. Get and up. it basically, so like the, they have these dogs that are trained, and they have bombs strapped to them, and they are trained to run out under enemy vehicles and blow up. And the Nazis now know this, so now anytime they see a dog, they just start blasting the dogs. So the dogs, I don't even think, make it most of the time to their destination. But like there's a scene, and I think it's issue two or something, one of the girls is like loving on these dogs, and I'm like, oh, right on. And then you find out what the dogs are used for. And I'm just like, oh, no, Kyle's going to hate this, dude. <laughs> I hated it so bad, dude. And even her face, dude, when she, they finally tell her. And uh, if I could show you. Oh, she yeah. She looks sad, too, man. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And uh, I just kept looking at them, dude. And they're like Goldens in a lab. Yeah. And then this one over here has got to like, ah. Oh, anyway, we got to stop talking about that. Yeah, man. That I knew was, you were going to. my jam. I knew you were not going to like that. <laughs> That, yeah, that was. Crazy. I sat at that page too, just looking at the dogs for a while. Like, dude, you guys don't even know. Yeah, crazy. Right on, man. Well, what you uh, really quick before we bounce, uh, stop talking about this one. I did want to kind of get your take on TKO. Like, this was your first TKO read, right? So they do things a little differently, man. What'd you think of the kind of like they publish everything all up front? And so you can get it in different versions. You can get the book like this, like me and you got it, this oversized trade. You can buy oversized, like it comes in a little box and it's the issues. Like, so this one would be six issues in a little box and they're oversized issues. Oh, that's cool. Um, What'd you think of it? And what'd you think of the paper? They use kind of like a thicker stock yeah. paper. So on when this. I got the book, I think that was one thing I mentioned to you right away. I was like, dude, this thing's a big old boy. <laughs> It is a big old boy. Yeah, like I was just, I was just expecting a regular trade paperback, you know. And I got it, and I was like, I was impressed. I thought the quality was really good. Like, dude, I would love like other trade paperbacks to be this size, you know. Like, I was yeah. impressed by it. Yeah, man, I think that they're doing cool stuff, and uh, I've got a couple of them. I've read uh, Lemire's uh, Sentient, I think is the name of it, Sentinel Sentient. Anyway, it was a cool story, and I got the Fearsome Dr. Fang, uh, Goodnight Mission, Goodnight something. It was a really cool story, too, but I like what they're doing. I like, uh, you know, I like just getting a trade. I know it's not the best for the comic book world, kind of lives off the singles, but dude, like I'll have to tell, I'll have to give you a confession. I, you know me, I love uh, singles and getting the floppies and all the cool variant covers, but man, I've been, dude, trades are freaking just so cool to take in a story all at once, especially like, you know, some of those ones where you're like, dragging through and then you finally you know get to a part where you're like oh okay that's why we got through this part you know like i don't know yeah i think we've had this conversation before and i was like totally against trades and i was like no way i'm all about singles and now trades are rad yeah and what do you think kind of like these one and dones like tko does so like this is sarah you get six chapters and that's the little that's the story 
You like that? Or do you kind of wish there would be a Sarah 2 or anything like that? Well, like unfortunately, there can't be a Sarah 2. <laughs> That's true. No. Sarah, uh, <laughs> after the grave. <laughs> no, um, I like it. I thought it was cool, man. I liked the way they did it. And um, yeah, I dig their format. I'm going to have to check out some other stuff. Right on, man. Cool. Well, what's got your... Uh, your eye for why do I say that? Like what? That means nothing. What's got your eye? No, dude, <laughs> I've got to stop saying that. What are you looking forward to next week, man? Dude, next week, um, I think the biggest thing I'm looking forward to is Twig. Yeah, man. Twig's Twig. finishing up, and um, super stoked on that one. Heck yeah, man. Me too. I'm nervous though. They got. It feels like they got a lot to do in one issue. I am nervous too as well. Like. I don't know how they're, it's going to be a jam-packed issue, I think. They're going to have to throw a lot in there if this is the font, you know, if this is it. Yeah. So I'm nervous and excited uh, to check that out. What else? Um, we got uh, we got a new Moon Knight coming out. What issue is that? 14, I think? Or is it 15? I'm not sure. It is Moon Knight issue number 15 is out. Oh, okay. The Jed McKay run. So that comes out next week. We got... Um, 007 issue number two. If that doesn't get pushed back, I mean, yeah, I know you were. I'm excited on that for one. it, man. Yeah, you like the first one, right? Yeah, dude, I can't wait for that one. That Texas Blood 17. I'm loving that arc right now. Oh my god, I need to get caught up on that, man. I think you'd love it, man. We got this interesting one, man. I think you might be able to describe it a little better, but the cover looked rad to me. This Batman, uh, Dear Detective number one. Yeah. Kind of like a one shot or something. Yeah, I kind of read about it and um, I could be wrong, but it looked like it was a bunch of this dude's cover art and they're like, um, try to throw it together in one big book and make a story out of it. So it could be cool. It could probably just be a bunch of cool art. I mean, Batman art is always rad. I don't know that guy who did it, but the cover just for that one looked rad. That's what caught my attention on it. Yeah, so that could be a cool one to collect. Um, I think it's like 50-some pages, so it's just going to be like a one-shot with a bunch of cool art. Um, That one could be fun for anybody that's into Batman, for sure. And then we got a new Colin Bunn one that's coming out that kind of caught my eye called Shock Shop. Uh, That could be fun. And, dude, we've got, for the hardcover and collected, we've got the 7 to Eternity Deluxe hardcover coming out. Oh, yeah? for Does it cover all uh, trades or is it just... Oh, nice. That'd be a fun one to get. Yeah. But, yeah, that's what I've got on my notes here. Yeah, uh, Prodigy, uh, the new the new Prodigy run, issue number three, comes out. Um, I don't know if uh, – do you know if Ross ended up getting into those? Because I know we talked about it with him before. I don't know. I still want to get into it. I have the trade volume one sitting on my shelf. I've just never read it. Yeah, you got to get into it. Tell me what you think. You kind of scared me away from it a little. I mean, it was cool, super actiony. I didn't hate it, you know. I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was fun. Honestly, every time I see it, dude, all I think about is he punched, punched a shark. Punching a shark. That's how you get rid of him. Punch him right. In I the have face. seen a video of this lady under sea. She's trying to show you what to do if a shark's coming at you. Oh my she gosh! She reaches I saw up and pushes its video. head down. Yeah. Why crazy. would you even want to do that? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not messing around. <laughs> I'm not even in the ocean. I no. tell you that right now. I did see that. I've seen a few different variations of that video, and I thought it was nuts. Yeah. Oh, cool, man. That's the uh, CBL 
pull list for next week. But what are we doing next week, man? What do we got going on? I'm pretty stoked about this. Dude, next week we're hanging in the lair and we got none other than Ross himself coming on in. Yep, you've heard about him enough. We're bringing him back on. <laughs> yeah, it's super cool. So this will be our second time hanging out with Ross and chatting. The first time was super fun. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to next week. It's going to be fun. We're going to um, probably chat about Twig um, and everything else we've been reading. Yeah, and he's a cool dude. Make sure you're following him on Insta- Instagram, uh, Red Optical Corp. And uh, make sure you just say thanks for hopping on these shows with us because he's, uh, he's in a totally different time zone. So he... I give him that makes props. it work. Yeah. yeah. So we're excited to, to talk shop with Ross and get into what we've been reading and stoked to chat Twig. I know he's a huge Scotty Young fan, so it's going to be fun to to chat about that with him, man. Yeah, he reads a ton, too. So He puts me to shame. Yeah, I can't wait to hopefully. I mean, I'm sure he'll have some cool stuff to talk about and recommendations, so it'll be fun. Heck yeah, man. And, uh, you know, some... Another thing to mention just for if any of those books sound interesting to you or you're looking for a new comic book shop, make sure you check out coffeeinacomic.com. Check them out on Instagram as well. Uh, Frank's a cool dude. And, uh, you know, any anything you do over there, we've got a discount code for you. If you put in comic book layer in all caps in the uh, discount box there, you're going to save yourself 15% and uh, get some coffee with your order. And I've never had a messed up order from him. All my books come in great condition. So... Highly recommended. Uh, you can start a pull list over there. That's what I do. And uh, if you're in the area around Huntington Beach, he's got a shop open. I've been there a few times. It's rad. I love spending time in there. And, dude, I don't know what it is, but he's got this candle. And, like, it just smells so dang good in his shop, dude. <laughs> I'm not even joking, dude. I told him to his face. It's like, like, it just made me feel so relaxed. I was like, I just want a chair. I want a coffee. And I want to read in here, dude. Like, right what is on. this candle? Oh, uh, that's cool. So, that's funny. So shout out to Frank and uh, definitely yeah. check it out. It's worth it. Comic yeah. book layer, all caps. But uh, how can people keep up with us, man, and what we got going on and what we're doing, what yeah, we're slanging? We definitely uh, appreciate you guys listening to us. Uh, it means a lot. And um, feel free to recommend us to some friends and uh, leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. Head on over to our Instagram. That's kind of where we have everything um, going on over there. We have our link tree there. That'll take us uh, take you to our website. It'll take you over to our Discord where you can join in on uh, further conversations, um, chat all things comics. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. Again, uh, check, check out our newsletter, too, that we got going on. Yeah, subscribe to that. Um, definitely cool. I think we're on uh, – week four so we're getting it dialed in and um putting a lot of work into that and um you guys can thank kyle for that and um yeah check it out okay man anyways keep reading comics cowabunga nerds